As humans, we all have areas of life to explore. The relationships with ourselves, others, our health, money, and our work are all crucial to not only our happiness, but our growth and ultimately helping you be your own magic. On Life, the podcast, we explore these relationships with some pretty dope humans and have some amazing conversations. I'm Ash, your coach and your host. Let's get into today's show. Okay, so do you have things around the house that you're no longer using, but you'd love to make some money off of them the safe way? Today's episode, we get all into that. I got to talk with Emily Schwartz of The Resale Stylist, and she taught me a thing or two about how to safely make some extra income off of the things that I have around and even buy some really nice things at a great deal. This interview was great. You're going to learn so much. Let's go. Hi, Emily. How are you today? Thank you so much for being here. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. So for our guests, can you please tell me who you are in 10 seconds? Sure. So my name is Emily Kendall Schwartz, and I am a fashion resale expert and the founder of The Resale Stylist. I love it. I love it. Okay, tell me more about the resale stylist. What does that mean? What What do you? Yeah, mean? yeah. The resale stylist is a community for fashion resale enthusiasts. Um, fashion resale goes by many names, right? So you might hear something called secondhand or thrifting or consignment, right? So um, different people call it different things. I like to call it fashion resale. That's my my phrase. But um, it's really a community for those who want to really embrace fashion resale. It doesn't matter if you're kind of new to the space or if you've been, you know, thrifting for 25 years. It's really a place to um, trade tips, meet others, gain access to resources. Um, I usually find that um, there's some like common motivators for why people want to get involved in shopping and selling resale. Um, usually those boil down to, you know, uniqueness or sustainability or price, right? Economical reasons yeah. are one of the primary drivers, but um, it's a place where you can learn how to do that. And um, it's a really, in, you know, inviting, warm, welcoming space. And um, it's a really fun space too. I love it. I love it. It seems like it can be such an overwhelming task. Like I have all these clothes or purses mm-hmm. and things that I've dealt with. And part of it is you don't know who to trust or where you can really go. How, how do you help people with that part? of the Yeah, game? yeah, yeah. So it's really common to hear that, right? I mean, one of the most amazing things of the past, you know, five, 10 years has been this like blossoming of digital apps that try to help both buyers and sellers navigate the secondhand space. So that's great, but it results in people feeling like, oh my God, there feels like there's so many options. And like, how do I know the difference between like a consignment app and a peer-to-peer app and, and you know, an auction app. And, you know, so it, it, it really can be very overwhelming. Um, the resale stylist helps on a few different dimensions. One of my like go-to just the resource that I really encourage everyone to check out is, uh, an offer that we have called the resale matrix. And we basically compare some of the most popular, uh, resale app options on the market today and actually break them down. We look at different dimensions 
including, you know, where can you, you know, different return policies, different authentication policies, different types of fees, um, different things that you actually can buy and sell, right? Is it just women's stuff or is it just kids stuff or is it just men's stuff? Does it include shoes or bags or accessories? So we kind of collect all of that information in one centralized place so that, um, really our community can get a sense of uh, the apps and services out there that are going to be a really good fit for their goals and their lifestyle. Um, we also offer a free quiz. We have a free community that you can be a part of. And um, we regularly publish content on both the website and on social media to just help people feel more informed so that they can kind of navigate this space in a way that's going to work for them. I took the quiz, guys. It was amazing. I'm going to tell you that there are so many sites that can be overwhelming. And then I have nice things that we just aren't going to use anymore. Or sometimes you don't want to wear the same thing twice. It's just time to get rid of or I haven't been using it. So I am going to take your quiz, like the recommendation from the quiz, and put that into action. Um, it was really helpful. I'm so looking forward to hearing that. Like, I want to hear all about your experience once you put it into action because, um, yeah, I, I'm super, super interested to hear how that goes for you. I'm going to let you know. So it sounds like you not only help us navigate where we should sell our things, but if I want to buy something mm -hmm. and like, let's say I want to buy, I don't know, a Chanel bag. I just made that up, <laughs> but you'll tell me. Buy a Chanel bag. <laughs> <laughs> you'll tell me hey this is where you can go and they have the best authentication process and things like that yeah exactly so there was actually um that's exactly right I, I was chatting with a, a client probably a few weeks ago actually who I met here in Denver and she shared an experience that she had where she was looking at a you know it wasn't Chanel but it was a comparable luxury designer bag and she had an experience where she tried to purchase this bag on um, one of the resale apps that was peer-to-peer, -peer, right? So mm -hmm. you're, you're literally buying from another individual rather than a company that's managing that inventory. And um, that company that she tried to purchase from actually does do authentication if um, an item is purchased for um, above $500, right? And she didn't realize though that they weren't doing that authentication up front, right? So she bought this bag, she thought it was authenticated, uh, already authenticated. Um, it went through this third party authentication process. It was deemed to be inauthentic. And she was like, wait a second, like I didn't, you know, I thought that everything on here was just authentic, you know, out of the gate. And we had this long conversation about like, okay, here are the platforms that are gonna do the authentication up front. Here are the platforms that are going to wait until after you've actually mm. initiated the purchase mm. to make sure that something's authentic. So navigating that space, especially when you're not sure about all the players and you know the different business models and how it all works, can be can be challenging. But um, you know, like I said, we we try to help make it really easy and simple for people to understand and um, not just understand, but you know, then use and use that information and make you know responsible. Um, responsible choices that'll align to your values. Okay. So I just, I'm, as you're talking, I'm thinking about everybody you can help because I know so many people are retired um, or retiring and they still have their professional wardrobe. They're not going anywhere where they need to wear it, but if you can help them figure it all out and navigate the space. 
Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, a lot of the clients that we work with are in that category, right? Um, through their downsizing, right? They may have had a home in the suburbs and, you know, they're trying to downsize. Yeah. They're, you know, buying a condo in the city or something, or maybe they're empty nesters now, right? They have kids, the kids are gone. They have closets full of stuff in this house that are, you know, stuff's just hanging there. That's exactly right. We help We help folks navigate that space. Most people just don't deal with it because it's overwhelming. And it's just too much. How do you yeah. how do you help them? Like, okay, this is our process. This is what we do to help. And can you help people anywhere? Yeah. No. That's yes. So I'm um, I'm based in Denver, Colorado. But yes, we work with clients all over the United States. Okay. Um, yeah. I I think one of the core things is understanding what people's goals are. Right. So for some people, it might just be about decluttering. Right. That's just like, oh, like I could be, you know, storing all this stuff for my new hobby in this closet. But instead, it's, you know, my my daughter's stuff from 20 years ago. Um, so for some people, it's about decluttering um, and other, you know, oftentimes there's a lot of emotional baggage that we have with with our belongings. Right. Especially for women, women's bodies change. Right. We have kids. We go through menopause. Yeah. We, you know, and sometimes um, sometimes what we have in our closet, we haven't worn because it's one of those things that's like, well, maybe one day I'll fit into that. Right. <laughs> or, or we have some sort of other emotional attachment to whatever that thing is. So one of the things I really try to do is work with my clients to understand what their specific goals are. Um, and for other people, you know, maybe that emotional attachment really isn't there. Maybe it's like, Hey, you know, I got this dress. I wore it once. It's been like hanging in this closet for, you know, five years now it's going to have more value with someone else than it is just hanging here idly, right? So whether it is about getting rid of things as quickly as possible, whether it is about uh, trying to make the most money for the pieces that you have, um, sometimes people care a lot about uh, making sure that things are donated if they don't sell, right? So I can yeah. help map with platforms that'll actually donate or even upcycle their items if they're not sold. Actually, ThreadUp is a really good example of a platform that yeah. will do that um, if they don't end up consigning your pieces. Um, so it's really about understanding goals. Um, and again, those three that I just went through, kind of like, do you want to get rid of something as quickly as possible? Do you want to, um, you know, make as much money as possible? Do you care about them being, you know, donated or upcycled afterwards? Those are usually the three most common kind of things that people care about. The other dimension that we take into consideration is effort, right? Because some people, the reason so much stuff ends up in, in landfills and in the trash is because it takes effort. Right. Yeah. People think like, oh, my God, not only do I not know what to do, it's going to take a long time. And, you know, it's just I don't have time, this, that and the other. So um, I also really work with with clients to understand how much effort they want to put into it. Is it something that they're willing to put time into or do they just want to, like, get rid of stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. OK, so how did you get here? Like, how was the resale stylist birthed? Oh, my God. How was it? birthed? So. Um, I graduated college in 2009, which was, um, you know, right in the middle of the recession mm -hmm. and I planned on going into media and that's uh, some, by some miracle, that's what ended up happening. Right. So I had my first job at NPR in Washington, DC and I'm, um, I liked it. It was, it was great. Had a good time, was doing the whole thing, living in the city, being a big girl, had my big girl job. 
Um, but one of the things that was really hard for me is that I felt like every other young college graduate in that office, like wearing the same stuff that we all found yeah. at the same mall. Right. And, you know, nothing wrong at all with Ann Taylor and Banana Republic and whatever. But, you know, I'd show up to work and like we all have different variations of like the same top on or the same tailored pants on or whatever. And I just felt I just started feeling like this this cog in the system. Right. I felt like I was kind of losing. Um, I don't know. There was something about going into the office every day and I didn't feel unique. I didn't look unique. I looked like every other young woman in that office. And over the years, you know, as I, as I grew my career and I started, um, you know, spending more time in other offices, um, I kept running into the same thing. And eventually I kind of stumbled onto um, local consignment stores in Washington, DC, where I was living and working at the time. And it was like totally illuminating for me, right? Because for the first time, I had access to like nicer quality pieces at a much more accessible price point because I was still young. I wasn't like making that much money yet, right? I think okay. I was, you know, probably making $35,000 or something like that. And um, I, it was, it was like a whole new world opened, right? It was like, oh my gosh, look at these beautiful things. And they're at, you know, a price that I can actually afford and I'm not going to go broke or <laughs> credit card debt. Yeah. And not only was it like more economical, but it allowed me to like invest in things that made me feel special, right? And unique. And, um, you know, it, I was wearing pieces that like were different than everyone else in the office, right? And over time, that really became my bread and butter. And I would spend my weekends in DC just roaming all the consignment stores. When I would, you know, travel, I the first thing I would do would be to look up consignment stores. By the store, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. I, I, you know, I would see who has good stuff. And I'm actually the blazer that I'm wearing now. I've had for several years, and I remember I got this at a um, consignment store in Miami probably ten years ago. Um. And, you know, over time, I just developed this expertise in this space. And, you know, all these apps started burgeoning. I was quick on the apps. Poshmark was my gateway drug. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Poshmark can be tricky because it's very, it can be very overwhelming for some people. But for yeah. me, Poshmark was my gateway drug. I started buying and selling my clothes on Poshmark. I was making a little extra pocket change doing that, too. And um, probably about two years ago, so we're you know fast forwarding through a lot here. I was helping a girlfriend of mine um, basically sell her pieces on resale apps, right? So she was traveling a lot. She had purchased a lot of clothing that was unique to her travels. Think lots of like cargo pants, for example. Okay. <laughs> I don't need all these cargo pants. Like what you know, where where can I sell these? And um, I helped her figure out where she could sell that, make a little money, blah, blah, blah. And when we were all done, she kind of looked at me and she said, you know, I would, I would have paid you to help me with this. And I was like, really? Would you? <laughs> and she said, yeah, yeah, I absolutely would have paid you to help me with this. And I'm, I kind of sat on that for a little bit. I was like, huh, this is, this is interesting, right? Is this a potential business? I knew that I didn't want to... Um, buy and sell other people's stuff for my yeah. own you know, livelihood. 
But I thought, listen, you know, at this point, I've accrued, you know, 15 plus years of um, or about 15 years of, of fashion resale experience, both with consignment, with all the apps. They know how to navigate, you know, you name a resale app and I'll tell you all about it <laughs> um, and have familiarized myself with, you know, luxury goods, all that kind of good stuff. And I was like, is there a way where I can really um, make use of the subject matter expertise that I've built and really create a business around it? And that's yeah. how the retail stylist was born. I can see you helping so many people, real mm -hmm. estate agents who are helping their clients downsize or, Maybe someone passed away and they've got to get rid of things because there's 100% a return on that investment. They're going to invest in you. You're going to help them get their things to better places where they'll be loved, newly loved. And yeah, I can, I can definitely see so many spaces and people that you can help with what you're doing. Oh. Yeah, it's it's really interesting because like it's funny you mentioned not funny, but you mentioned real estate agents, right? And there's this study that I was um, reading about in Scientific American relatively recently. And they actually did this. It was out of Yale University. And they did this um, kind of like research trial where they had students or participants in the study pretend that they were real estate agents, actually. Mm -hmm. And they dressed them in different types of apparel, right? So they dressed some of them in sweatpants. They dressed some of them in like suits. They just basically gave different categories of participants in this trial, different outfits to wear. Mm -hmm. And um, they ultimately found that what they were wearing impacted their performance in these mock real estate negotiations. Mm -hmm. And I think um, that to me is just like one of the most fascinating things about clothing in general, how it can impact, mm -hmm. you know, like our earning potential, our emotional happiness, our... Um, you know, professional successes, right? It's, there's, it's, it's really fascinating to, to look at what we wear through that lens. And when I work with clients, um, I think we all want to feel authentic in our, yeah. in our day, right? We want to feel good about who we are and what we can bring to this world and um, how we express ourselves and what we wear is, is a really important element of, of, of doing that. Yeah. I have an 11 year old and I tell her, you know, how you dress, helps your confidence and then you play your little theme song in your head and you take over control of the room so that's a good point and even more real estate agents need to have a lot of wardrobe to perform I, so, I, yeah. <laughs> so this is a way for them to not go broke looking good yeah exactly exactly and you know i'm all about the circular economy right if you're into a blazer for a while and then you know, it doesn't serve you anymore. Put it back into the circular economy, right? Like sell it on one of the platforms where, you know, someone else can take that blazer and give it another new life. And um, absolutely. I, I, you know, like you said, real estate agents are out there. They have to put on a, like a, you know, a professional outward appearance and um, make a good impression when they're working with clients and absolutely resale is a great way for them to do that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so is there anything that I forgot today that you want to share? Ooh, anything <laughs> you forgot that, that I want to share? I don't know. I'm, you know, I know we talked a little bit about, you know, there's economic drivers and in, in leaning in a second hand. There's this idea of, you know, feeling authentic, leaning in a second hand. I think the other big driver that we didn't really touch on, but is one that comes up a lot, is just 
um, like living more sustainably, right? So there was yes. a, there was actually an article uh, that came out in Business Insider, um, you know, the week that we're recording this, that was sharing that basically over 100, I think it was 101 million tons of clothing end up in landfills every year, right? Wow. And to the extent that, you know, we can, we can do a little bit to chip away at that, yeah. um, you know, just thinking about how we can be more conscious consumers of, of what we buy is a really important element. And one of the, the reasons I love um, championing. So, so. Yeah. It's um, interesting that you say that. I was, I watched Good Morning America and Ginger Z was on there one day talking about how she follows someone. It's like the no new things challenge. Okay. So I thought that that meant I can't buy anything new. I have to wear what I always have. That is not what she meant. It okay. was completely about sustainability and, you know, the economy and keeping the, I, I'm not going to use the right terminology, so I don't want to butcher it, but. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's, you know, the more you learn about this, the more like crazy it is, right? There's um, it's another statistic I read recently that's like only 8.6% of all materials extracted from the earth actually end up returning to the economy for a second act, which is wow. crazy, right? Like less than 10% of all the materials extracted from the earth end up returning to the economy for a second act. So even if you just sell like one or two pieces a year or something, right? Or you donate one or two pieces, whatever it is, right? Like you you can make a, a difference just by leaning into the circular economy just a little bit. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I'm definitely going to go tell everybody I know about you and I'm in some mom's groups that are local. I'm that they, they buy and sell a lot. Cause what's new They we have multiples. And when you have so many kids, you want something to be new to yeah. them. It may not be brand new, but you're still, everything's expensive right now. <laughs> like so expensive. Seriously. Yeah. So expensive. And you know, one of the things, um, a lot of the peer to peer resale apps offer is negotiation. Right. So not all the apps support negotiation, but many of them do. Right. So um, that's something to think about. Right. You know, if, if you know, you're really trying to be conscious of what you're spending right now, a lot of these at like Poshmark, Depop, SDA Collective, those are three popular peer to peer resale apps. They all support negotiation. So. Wow. OK, this is this is great. <laughs> I, have learned, I have learned so much and I will be putting it to into practice. Um, if there's anything that our listeners can take away today that will help them be their own magic, what would you like to leave them with? Yeah, I think, you know, like I talked about a little bit, we know that what we wear impacts our earning potential, right? It can impact our emotional happiness, our, our even our physiology, right? Our hormones and our heart rate. And Given that study after study just shows this to be true, I really, really encourage people to dress in a way that makes you feel good, right? It makes you feel like you, because when we feel good and we feel authentic, we feel confident, we're going to bring our best selves to work, to our relationships, to our relationship with ourselves. Um, you know, we have more choices than ever before when it comes mm -hmm. to shopping secondhand and resale. There are so many resale apps, consignment stores, even brand programs. They're launching their own, you know, brand resale programs. And there's really like not any excuse to be wary of resale anymore, right? It's better for the environment. It's better for our wallets. It gives us access to so much more inventory than we'd ever have just, 
you know, if we showed up to our local mall or whatever. Um, and it helps us set a good example for our kids, for our communities. Um, you know, like I said, I fell in love with resale because it made unique quality pieces more accessible yeah. and you might care about uniqueness more than value or value more than sustainability or whatever, right? Like whatever your yeah. why is, like lean into it, feel good about it because, you know, when you feel good, you're going to be good. Yeah. 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 Good. yeah. So, there you go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Okay. Time for you to do your shameless plug. How can people find you? Yeah. So I'm at the resale stylist across all social media. I'm most active on Instagram and LinkedIn, but you can also find me on TikTok and Facebook. Uh, and then you can check out um, the resale stylist.com to learn more about the resale matrix. You can take our free quiz there. Uh, we're going to be launching some in-person events here in Colorado in Q1 of 2023. So if you're local to Colorado, you can keep an eye out for those. I love it. Thank you again. I appreciate you taking the time out. Of course. I was happy to be here. And um, yeah, this was great. I really enjoyed this. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I am Ash, your coach. On all platforms at Ash, your coach, A-S-H-Y-O-U-R-C-O-A-C-H. You can also visit ashyourcoach.com. Make sure that you like, subscribe, follow, comment. Tell me what you want to see more of. This is an amazing show with amazing humans, and I am glad that you are a part of it. See you guys next time.